Good morning, goddesses. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and this is the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every morning for a 20-minute episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all of the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystals, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, just to name a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning. Today is February 7th of 2020, and this is the Goddess Morning Show. I'm your host, Shannon, and blessings to everyone that's joining us this morning. I apologize in advance if you hear my dog barking because um, I was listening to a podcast earlier today and it cracked me up so much that this lady started her cat knocked something over and it scared her and she like let loose a bunch of curse words and I just thought you know what that's like me that happens to me totally happens to me and my dog hears a noise outside and just goes crazy and I hate to lock him up while I'm doing this so I just apologize in advance for anything that happens that way All right, our moon and planets for today are Sun in Aquarius. The moon is in Cancer until it goes void, of course. Um, Today at 10.43 a.m. Eastern Time in the United States, with uh, the moon's last aspect before changing signs until it enters Leo at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Uh, the same day today. So Mercury is in Pisces, Venus is in Pisces, Mars in Sagittarius, Jupiter in Capricorn, Saturn in Capricorn, Uranus in Taurus, Neptune in Pisces, Pluto in Capricorn, and Chiron in Aries. From mythology.net, today we have our goddess for the day. It says, who is Astarte? Astarte is the goddess of war and, to a lesser extent, the goddess of love and fertility. In Egypt, she was thought of as an especially powerful warrior goddess and was also associated with the most powerful war machine of the time, the horse and chariot. She was especially fond of people who were good with horses, as demonstrated by one story where she delighted in the fact that a pharaoh's son was an excellent horseman. Astarte's cult was significant in Egypt, and special obelisks were made for the purpose of worshipping her. She is considered one of the major gods of Egypt. She is usually shown as a beautiful naked woman. Often she wears a set of bull horns on her head, a sign of dominance and power. Many depictions also show her with a set or even two sets of wings. It is common for Astarte to be shown with overly round hips, which is associated with motherhood and fertility. Sometimes her body is shown as androgynous, which simply means that it looks neither male nor female. Astarte can also be shown 
wearing a crown. Because she is considered the mistress of horses by Egyptians, many depictions of her show the goddess on horseback or otherwise in the company of horses. All right, from energymuse.com, we have our crystal for the day, which is jade. It says, channel jade crystal healing properties and feel its intense and magnetic light filling your spirit with courage, your entrusted companion on any spiritual adventure. Its deep and striking variations of green resonate with the heart chakra, the energy center that helps ward off a case of the blahs and what intellectuals call an existential crisis. Use jade healing properties to open up your heart to unconditional love and feel the power of the universe and its life-giving combination of water mixed with the earth. A miracle that evolved out of the primordial ooze, the jade crystal is the magical link to our vast universe and the very essence of life. While all crystals promote harmony between the mind, body, and spirit, the jade crystal is a superstar in the world of crystal healing thanks to its powerful connection to the heart chakra and its varying degrees of intense, piercing shades of green. When it comes to bringing prosperity and abundance into your life, the jade crystal stone is the ultimate good luck charm. All right. From herbwisdom.com, we have juniper, our herb for the day. And it says, ingested forms of juniper assist with inflammation and increase production of stomach acid, making them useful remedies to help soothe the gastrointestinal system. It is a helpful treatment for conditions such as upset stomach, heartburn, flatulence, bloating, loss of appetite, gastrointestinal infections, and intestinal worms. The antiseptic properties in juniper disinfect the urinary tract to provide treatment and relief for conditions like urinary tract infections, urethritis, kidney stones, and bladder stones. Juniper also acts as a diuretic to help flush excess fluids from the body. This helps rid the body of excess uric acid, which can lead to gout. It also reduces fluid around the joints. Ingested juniper is high in natural insulin and therefore lowers blood sugar levels. It can also help heal the pancreas as long as no permanent damage has occurred on the organ. Juniper also alleviates problems associated with menstruation, and topical applications of juniper can also be used to treat skin ailments and conditions. It is used to treat conditions like acne, athlete's foot, warts, skin growths, cystitis, psoriasis, and eczema. Cade oil, which comes not from the berries, but from the tree's wood, is particularly helpful in treatment of psoriasis on the scalp. Moreover, antibacterial properties make juniper a treatment for skin wounds and snake bites. Topical application also provides relief for joint and muscle pain and is especially helpful to those suffering from arthritis and rheumatism. One one of my favorite herbs is juniper. I burn juniper you know, to smudge with and cleanse the home. But I also make a juniper tincture for antibacterial topical infections. Okay, from from spiritanimal.info, 
we have our spirit animal for the today, and it is the rabbit. The rabbit spirit animal carries many complex meanings. It is associated with fear because of the rabbit's timid nature, but also with fertility and creativity. The rabbit totem is a symbol of luck in many cultures and is also a symbol of abundance. People who feel connected to the rabbit spirit animal are clever and creative, but may be working to overcome fear and anxiety. And just to sum it up, it has diverse nature and can symbolize fear, shyness, anxiety, fertility, abundance and wealth, cleverness and creativity, and also spontaneity. All right, from ScienceDaily.com, we have an article for our environmental news today, and it says that water-conducting membranes allow CO2 to transform into fuel more efficiently. And this article was posted on February 6th, which was yesterday. It says methanol, methanol is a versatile and efficient chemical used as fuel in the production of countless products. Carbon dioxide, on the other hand, is a greenhouse gas that is an unwanted byproduct of many industrial processes. Converting CO2 to methanol is one way to put CO2 to good use in research published today in Science, a magazine. Chemical engineers from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute demonstrated how to make that conversion process from CO2 to methanol more efficient by using a highly effective separation membrane they produced. This breakthrough, the researchers said, could improve a number of industry processes that depend on chemical reactions where water is a byproduct. For example, the chemical reaction responsible for the transformation of CO2 into methanol also produces water, which severely restricts the continued reaction. The Rensselaer team set out to find a way to filter out the water as the reaction is happening without losing other essential gas molecules. The researchers assembled a membrane made up of sodium ions and zeolite crystals that was able to carefully and quickly permeate water through small pores known as water conduction nanochannels without losing gas molecules. So I thought that was a little bit of good news to share in our climate crisis uh, when it always seems to look so grim and so bleak. I like to read articles where people are using their intelligence to come up with solutions. So our book release for today is The Warrior Heart Practice by Heather Ash Amara and it was released on January 7th, and it says, a revolutionary process based on the four chambers of the heart and rooted in Toltec wisdom that brings emotional clarity, healing, and freedom. The warrior heart practice is a powerful new method to reconnect with our sense of authenticity and inner knowing and realign with our true nature. Author of the best-selling book, Warrior Goddess Training, Heather Ash Amara, has trained extensively in the Toltec tradition under the tutelage of Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements. And he was also the author of something that was on the podcast yesterday. I can't remember what that was. I think it was an article. And 
It says, the warrior heart practice is a revolutionary system based on the four-chambered structure, walking through each of the four chambers, feeling, story, truth, and intent. Readers learn to take stock of their current emotional and mental state and reframe their situation into a new healing light. The process begins in the feeling chamber as readers accept the emotions they are currently experiencing without fighting or judging them. It then continues into the next chamber as readers witness the story that they are telling themselves. In the truth chamber, they learn to thoughtfully and objectively evaluate the reality of the situation. In the final chamber, they learn to define and focus their intent. The last phase of the practice is the most profound, taking the knowledge they have gathered from the four chambers. Readers then walk backwards through each of the four chambers, refocusing their intent, truth, story, and feelings based on what they've learned during the process. The warrior heart practice leads to deep insights as readers learn to step outside of their preconceptions to realign with their true purpose and goals. Almost just has like a ring of alchemy in it. I was just thinking that as I was reading the article or the synopsis on the book. So I don't know if anybody reads that, please write in and let us know how that book goes for you. From gardeners.com in honor of Imolk, we have an article on the best herbs to plant and grow indoors. Which herbs can I grow? It says perennial herbs such as rosemary, oregano, thyme, chives, bay laurel, and mint are easiest to grow from young plants that you buy at a garden center. You can also use small plants dug from the garden. Many herbs can be started from cuttings too. For instance, basil and mint are easy to root in a glass of water. Some herbs such as basil, cilantro, and chervil are best started from seed and replanted throughout the year. A warning before buying plants or bringing them in from the garden, check for pests. Aphids, spider mites, and scale are common on many herbs. What to look for? Aphids and scale create sticky droppings around the plant. Spider mites make fine webs on and between the leaves. If you find these pests, you can wash them off temporarily with tepid soapy water, but it's best to start with a pest-free plant. To prevent problems, avoid crowding the plants. Try to ensure good airflow around each one. And I know that I'm having a fungicide or some sort of pest problem on all my indoor house plants, and I am going to research how to create a holistic way to combat that. So more in another episode. But in the meantime, for our holistic living part of the episode, we have from mountainroseherbs.com, we have a recipe for Four Thieves vinegar. But this is a little variation. It says, in the 1825 edition of Pharmacologia, um, renowned British physician John Ayrton Paris wrote about thieves' vinegar, also called Marseille vinegar. He noted that its name and reputation as a 
prophylactic for contagions rose from the confession of four thieves who had spent their time during the plague of Marseille robbing the dead. Somehow, despite the virulence that particular bubonic plague presented, the thieves managed not, not to become ill in spite of their regular exposure. Upon being arrested, said Dr. Paris, they stated on condition of their lives being spared that the use of aromatic vinegar had preserved them. Dr. Paris noted, however, that the origins of the thieves' vinegar was actually older than the plague of Marseille. In fact, English Archbishop Thomas Wolsey regularly carried a sponge soaked in a vinegar impregnated with various spices in order to preserve himself from infection as early as 1531. The herbs that the thieves and Wolsey reportedly used to stave off infection are the basis for our four thieves' vinegar, taking a classic remedy and transforming it into a delicious edible recipe for modern times. And this recipe makes one pint. And it uses one tablespoon dried organic sage, one teaspoon dried organic lavender flowers, one teaspoon dried organic rosemary leaf, and a half teaspoon dried organic thyme leaf, and a half teaspoon organic black peppercorn, and 16 ounces raw organic apple cider vinegar. It says, place them in a pint jar, all the herbs, and gently over low heat, warm the apple cider vinegar to a temperature of warm bath water, about 100 to 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Do not boil. And pour the warm apple cider vinegar into the jar with the herbs filled to the top. Wipe any liquid off the rim and top with a tight-fitting plastic lid. Alternatively, place a piece of parchment paper under a metal canning lid and ring to keep the vinegar from touching the metal. Parchment paper with the rubber band to hold it tightly in place also works. Label it and date it. Store in a cool, dark place to extract for four weeks. Shake the jar every couple of days to assist in the extraction. Strain vinegar through fine mesh strainer, pressing down on the herbs to release as much vinegar as possible, and pour the strained vinegar into glass storage jars or bottles. Remember to label and date. Store in cool, dark places until ready to use as a vinaigrette. In reference to the void of course moon we spoke of earlier, I thought it might be good to get some perspective on what that actually means in the event that someone may not be familiar with that. And so from briannasaucy.com, she shares that moon goes void of course pretty often and these periods tend can be longish in the neighborhood of one to two days or they can be quite brief. When considering how to work with a void of course moon, I usually recommend that folks treat this period in a similar fashion to a dark moon. Void of course moons are small, but intense moments when we have the opportunity to engage in deep self-care, which really translates to paying attention to what is working and what isn't in our lives. It is almost like a celestial magnifying glass is handed to you, but of course you can't you get to decide whether to make use of this time or not. This is a time when big movements or decisions can happen. In most presidential elections, one party has chosen their nominee during a void of course moon. 
and typically that nominee loses. The pictures of space were taken during Void of Course Moon, and generally speaking, your psychic senses come out more strongly during this time. Keep on the lookout for negative or unhelpful patterns of thought, speech, behavior as well, since they also tend to make cameos during this time. All right, from freeaffirmations.org, we have our affirmation for the day, which is, my meditation practice is an important part of my life. And this ties nicely into meditation for today because it's an extra booster to get your meditation skills kickstarted if you've kind of let those get swept to the side. And from cafeastrology.com, we have our tarot card for the day, and it is judgment. It says judgment is part of the major arcana, number 20, and is a powerful tarot card. And drawing a major arcana card suggests the question is likely of great significance. Judgment signifies an awakening. The judgment card symbolizes redemption or a movement of clarity, a moment of clarity that prompts the making of new and exciting plans. You may be in the position to make a plan of action springing from an awakening to the truth of a matter or to what something or someone truly means to you. You are taking responsibility, stepping up to the plate, and moving forward. Success is likely with this attitude. Well, that's kind of positive. All right, so don't forget our weekly drawing for a free gift. If you send us an email with a question, comment, or tip, or leave a review and email us that you left that review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, we will enter you for an herbal tea blend package to be sent in our weekly from our weekly giveaway. The email address is in the show notes. As always, have a wonderfully productive day. Remember that the world is full of magic and potential. Blessings to all of you. Namaste. This episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From Ashes We Rise To.com, where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing, purchase our handcrafted, custom blended, organic, non GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love, and also order hand poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's fromasheswerise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day.